Dear listeners, I want to take this opportunity to thank Celeste, Mela, Charles, Diane, Christian, Jaime, Tate, Peter, and Mark for their very kind donations. Your contributions keep Future Primitive going, and I thank you with all my heart. my friends who listened to Future Primitive were very happy today to be on a Skype call with Portugal. And we will be talking with Dieter Damm, who is a sociologist, a psychologist, an art historian, and author. He is one of the co-founders of Tamera a peace research center in southwestern Portugal. His newest book is Terra Nova, Global Revolution and the Healing of Love, a vision for a new global culture, a world without war and violence in which love is free of lies and life is free of fear. So I would like to start by introducing myself to Dieter. My name is Joanna Harcourt-Smith. In uh, the early 70s, I was married with Timothy Leary. So I have a long history of searching for inner peace and therefore contributing to world peace in my own way. I have absolutely admired and enjoyed your latest book, Dieter, and I want to first thank you for writing it. I would like to jump right in and ask Dieter, what do you think is the origin of violence? The origin of violence is misfortune, calamity in life especially calamity in love, betrayed love, mostly in very, at a very early age, people that were unable to believe other people because they have been betrayed in love in school and later in one's professional life tend to become violent. This is very normal and happens all over the world because the entire world is covered by a uh, soil of a ground of violence. And this is because the human power and joy of life cannot um, be uh, expressed, cannot um, come through in this present society. 
the entire world suffers from love sickness. Excellent. So my next question would be, how do we free love from trauma? In other words, the whole world is suffering from trauma from love. How do we free love? Yeah. In other words, it's not a question, it's just a minute, it's not a question of of living free love as in the 60s. It's about freeing love itself in human beings, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I translate. Trauma is the main work in Tamiya. Seit 40 Jahren entwickeln wir Gedanken und Methoden, um die Menschen, die hier mitarbeiten, von dem Trauma zu befreien. Uns alle. Trauma. All of us. Eine Bedingung für die Überwindung des Traumas ist is die Wiedergewinnung des Vertrauens. Gaining of trust. Wo Vertrauen is unter Menschen entsteht, wirkliches Vertrauen, trust. da weichen die Kräfte der Vergangenheit, the powers of the past da weichen die unterbewussten Schreckensbilder, subconscious images of horror disappeared, infolge eines großen of a hundertelangen menschheitlichen Traumas infolge einer wahnsinnigen mehrtausendjährigen Kriegsgeschichte that had arose in the consequence of a long history of war und das unterbewusstes Volk of horrible images von Flucht, von Tod, von Hunger, von Folter, Torture Kinder verlieren ihre Eltern, Familien werden zerrissen, Gemeinschaften werden zerstört, Liebestreiter werden getrennt. Das alles sind Grunderfahrungen in einer mehrtausendjährigen Kriegsmenschen. Das ist der historische Grund, warum heute nowadays noch ein Mensch an die Liebe glaubt. Why people, with all of them, einem Untergrund von Misstrauen, um, encounter one another with a kind of substratum, emotional substratum of mistrust. No, establish the basis of trust amongst people, so that they can excuse me one moment dissolve this trauma, so that they can find a certain form of ethics with one another again, a certain kind of empathy, uh, mutual support, truth in love and in sexuality. Those are foundations of a new social ethics and they are all connected with trust so that contact can work once again. All of life wants to come in touch with one another, wants to communicate 
and we want this as well in every moment where this is happening uh, happiness a bit of happiness emerges so Dieter says an era is coming to a close and yeah. and so I would like to know how can we as a people participate in the closure of this time okay, uh, yeah. each one of us one at a time and the beginning of the new era well I have been thinking about this question for a very long time how a new global society could emerge one that is based on trust, truth compassion, support uh, partnership, all these things the result of this consideration was that we want to establish models in which this kind of basic qualities these fundamental qualities of a new uh, global peace community can come into life are developed to an extent that a morphogenetic field is established which connects all people with one another all people carry a fundamental matrix inside of themselves which is what we call the sacred matrix mm -hmm. and everyone every person is touched if somewhere on earth new cells emerge that comply with the ethics of the sacred matrix this leads to a new informational chain running to the whole biological and, and spiritual internet through in which we all are connected with our genetic code in all people on all continents this thought is based on the unity of humanity the unity of humanity which nowadays we can also scientifically explain on many levels today is effect with which we work mm -hmm. because there is this unity we can we, we are able to turn certain information that so far led to war information of fear and violence and so on of war we can we can transform the information of uh, revenge into the information of forgiveness, for example. And we have the power to transform it, to turn it, if we establish such models. Places where people live together in other ethical structures. This is the decisive point. The construction of real communities, we call them healing biotopes, where people step out of the old structures of war and where they enter into a general global structure of peace which all people share by the way also um, which is common also to all animals there would be a lot to be said about this mm -hmm. always when this peace power emerges here in Tamara a field um, 
becomes effective. People are um, touched by this field because they carry its informational matrix within themselves in each cell. This is the fundamental power that is being addressed. All people love compassion. All people love friendliness. All people love love. On this level, they are all the same. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. I love love these words that are in the book, uh, spirited tenderness. I would like to ask in a very practical way, if I go outside today and I speak to a friend who is in trauma and who is affected by the world trauma, how can I help bring this person into the, uh, the awareness that there is a new social world available? Exactly this. You, you may tell this person there is Tamara and there are other approaches, other projects for the healing of suffering and maybe he may consider getting in touch uh, with uh, such projects, which, with um, considering to visit such projects. I think it leads us to the question, what is Tamara and what are the most deep things you have learned living in community? I do not want to answer in such a personal level. Tamara is an organ for world aid. In the beginning, by founding this project, I wanted to help the world. I could no longer exist in the system of cruelty and uh, lies. I had the best offers in society three offers for professorship, offers for um, high leadership positions and other things. I left all of this in order to fully focus on the question, how can we help this world? And we were in crisis areas and have carried out pilgrimages for example, in Colombia or in Israel-Palestine, of course, in the Balkan region. Time and again, we have done such um, external actions in the area of ecology and water restoration we have worked in order to embed people into the surrounding they need for healing. So we never, we were never only focused on this kind of personal contact between one person and the the other. I personally have been a psychoanalyst. I um, have studied this quite extensively and I don't know, and I know that it doesn't work to do this only on a personal level in in only, and if we want to um, find back to healing, we need to re-embed ourselves into the system of nature, of life, ultimately of the universe. 
and to recognize the principles of life again that are being given to us from there. We all come from the universe and it is our task that we connect the life we we create with the life from which we originate. These two directions of life need to come together again, thereby a kind of trust emerges. In every moment this happens, trust of a different depth emerges, a kind of kindness and solidarity emerges, which is most deep-seated because it is based on knowledge. We come back to a knowledge of humanity. I don't know how much I should say about this, we are working on a draft for global peace. This is uh, very concrete, very re realistic, involving all the dimensions necessary for it. In former times, uh, 40 years ago, this was the time of the LSD experiments. I did experiments to see how far am I able to um, increase my own power since then I haven't been involved in such experiments anymore but I had I found something out I found out under which conditions my own power is being multiplied and I translated this experience onto the social question of community how can people How can people multiply their power through new experiences of trust and new experiences of coherence? This is what is happening right now in Tamara. Now a political potency has been gathered here with which you can do quite some things. Or an art course just happened here with 40 participants from different countries. For 10 days, they, the participants were carried by a highly coherent energy thereby paintings uh, were done which people could have never painted otherwise. These are examples for how this um, the autonomous power grows by bringing people together in a certain energetic direction, in a, in a common direction which is loved by the participants. The, the secret of nature was one energetic direction in this case. Yes. How um, can we come to peace with the matters, uh, so many different ideas of God and religion? By developing an idea in the new communities, which superfluous there is a divine voice through which all the old images of God built and the experience of the divine world is based on functioning communities of trust it is not based on single key experiences of individual religious leaders true religiousness 
is based on a community of love connected with trust. This is where the divine light enters the heart. There is no doubt about that. On this basis, people will no longer have arguments about religions, religions and God, but because they are lacking this experience, they have to uh, wrap a dogmatic system around the religious, the individual religious experience they had. They built uh, systems of law, harsh systems around these religious experiences that separate people from another. One religion against the other. Um, the wars are being waged. There's this whole uh, insanity of the of the of the masculine world is being reflected here. So, so the experience, the rare experiences you have, is immediately being secured um, by violent systems and by uh, laws that are being imposed on everybody. From which, where you uh, ask everybody to to comply to these laws. So all these religious systems are um, connected with a deeply ingrained um, attitude of violence and, uh, and an attitude of hostility to all those who don't want to comply with this idea of God. This kind of, this idea of God has to go away. According to my opinion, all these old religions of Christianity, Judaism and Islam slowly need to leave the stage, <laughs> uh, the scenery of planet Earth so that a true religion of love and solidarity can enter and so that people can recognize again what God could actually be. We are just on this, we are, we are on this path right now, we are doing uh, research of God. Yes. 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 I, I want to thank Dieter for what he says about women. I am a woman, of course, and it was very, very touching to me that um, those words that he said about women and, uh, and, in a sense, asking forgiveness of women through the ages. And um, I would like to—he uh, has a chapter called Mary Magdalene, and I would ask, like to ask him to talk about— his thoughts and feelings about that myth. First of all, I want to say an, a main goal of our project is to end the war between the genders and to end all kinds any kind of sexual violence. And here we reach a historic dimension of trauma because women have for many centuries experienced a kind of humil humiliation and suppression which they have stored epigenetically so that it's very hard for them So where man and woman encounter in the mode of trust there any kind of superiority or inferiority is gone. 
any violence and humiliation uh, is gone, any kind of um, nastiness and lie will not be there. It's important to know it because this is what is meant by trust. I will not lie to a person that I trust. If I lie to a person, it happens because of mistrust, of caution. These are fundamental facts of a, of a cleansed and healed world. And these facts exist and we don't need to make um, difficult efforts for emancipation. Um, women don't need to make all these efforts to be as strong as men are in this old frame. In the, in the relation of trust, uh, both elements, the masculine and the feminine, will naturally come into being. Women will return to their feminine uh, source of power. And it is in big parts anchored in uh, physical love and sexuality. And this is, why, this is why they were persecuted so badly. As a man, I can only thank for this. And I can only help to to take care and to protect this treasure of sexual love and that the women who um, take care and of and love this treasure, that they are also being taken care of and protected. Actually, you do this automatically when you are in a relation of trust. So this is a very big issue for us, dissolving the old war between the genders through the generation of true trust between the genders. Now about Maria Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was the lover of Jesus. They truly loved each other in an intimate and uh, hot way, including sexually. We were in the cave where they met, where they did it, uh, close to the Lake of Galilee mm-hmm. and near Capernaum. And this cave was very... Uh, was very suitable for love. Mary Magdalene was the lover of Jesus. Maybe not the only one, but she was the one he really loved. And that is why she was also um, his most faithful follower. And of course, in the world back then, in this kind of uh, society, she came into the most difficult situation. I cannot say much more about it. I also don't know of how much is true about what has uh, what has been reported after the crucifixion. I know she had a really difficult life after the death of Jesus that she had to overcome this through travels, but that she really went to southern France where she was supposedly buried. I don't know. But Mary Magdalene is a very important figure for the system change. She... Um, is a saint in the Catholic Church and the discovery that she was 
the lover of Jesus um, led to incredible turmoil in this little uh, French mountain village, Rennes-le-Chateau. This little village has been at the at the center of a decades-long church fight because they found documents there that claimed Mary Magdalene to be Jesus' lover. And these documents were really, like, they were quite serious. Uh, it was a very interesting criminalistic story. Many clerics and many lodges showed up to steal these documents. Okay, this is just a side note. <laughs> okay, thank you. But, but actually, Mary Magdalene is just a normal woman. Jesus was a great guy. It's clear that she loved him. And she was a great woman too. <laughs> it's clear that um, he loved her. Yes. Would you share with us um, the most healthy ways in which uh, human beings deal with sex and lust at Tamera? Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't offer recipes. Okay. What am I supposed to say? There is free sexuality here. People meet and give signal to each other that they want to go to bed with one another. And if it, if they both agree, if it fits for the two of them, they go for it. This is not bound to a certain specific partner. There are couple relationships too, but such encounters are not, they, they don't require partnership. They make life sweeter here in this place through this a kind of um, layer of joy and honesty emerges. You no longer need to lie to one another. You no longer need to hide the sexual interest in one another. This is wonderful. It works. It's an essential step for the creation of a new morphogenetic field. At some point, many groups will do the same. How do, how do people deal with possessiveness then? Information. So instead of claim for possession, there is the information 
of mutual support, but without wanting to possess one another. This would be contained in uh, the quote from the book, The Soul of the World Carries a Dream, which is imprinted in all beings as an image of its entelechy. My question would be, how do you see the world soul? How can we collaborate with the world soul? So, we need to cooperate with our own souls. We need to free our souls again. The soul is invulnerable by principle. It is covered and polluted by all kinds of stuff, freeing the soul so that people also find the courage to show their souls again, to encounter on the level of soul. This has a lot to do with the term of the entelechy since Aristotle and And the soul, this is, a, this is a, a high term, but it's still true. Where two souls meet, something higher is present that connects the two of them. That higher uh, thing you could call the soul of the world. But it's this is what it is about, that people step into level of trust to one another that they are able to see the soul in one another again and seeing the soul means loving the person always when I see the soul in somebody else I love him or her this requires an opening of uh, a special kind opening of uh, all character armors, masks, um, roles that we play in order to survive. So it means to make oneself visible, not in the sense of a group dynamic, how do you call it? like a, a self-disguise, uh, self-undisguise, like not in the sense of uh, ripping the mask off, but simply of making oneself visible. Mm -hmm. This has been a topic for us in a long time in, um, in a kind of ritual that we call the SD forum. This, the community sits in a circle and one person at a time steps into the center to make him or herself visible. Um, being seen is to be loved. This is an important experience. Would you speak to us about the sacredness of water? Water is a living being. All of life is sacred and our issue is our issue
virtues are the healing of water and the healing of love in both areas. They are the same basic principles. Water has to be able to flow in order to stay clean. It mustn't be blocked. Water that is forced into straight channels uh, loses vitality or violent and at some point it will it will rip the wall open the same is true for love as water is forced into straight channels it loses vitality or it becomes violent love needs to be able to flow like the water and humanity has in fact done the same to love as it did to the rivers it has straightened it and this is where the calamity began. It straightened the waters, thereby the dams were flooded, catastrophes uh, ensued. The healing of water consists of allowing it to move in a natural way again. This, however, requires um, to do works on the, um, in the earth it's a personal question for Dieter. After living in Tamara and cultivating the field of trust and lovingness, could, well, would you be willing to describe how love feels to you today? Love the fundamental substance of life. Love to a partner is as well a fundamental substance in the relationship. Love is not always present. Love is a power of which you notice when it's there, even if there is maybe a little conflict, love is much stronger than any conflict or dispute. Love, in the sense of partnership, is a very high goal of free sexuality. If we can unlearn lying and violence through free sexuality, people become able to step into partnership. And I have lived uh, for 40 years with Sabine Lichtenfels. I can only say partnership, our partnership grows every day. So uh, from after you've reached a certain point, you cannot you cannot leave each other anymore. I mean, but this still means that um, that you can love others. Um, here, uh, something of a common experience has been created that cannot get lost anymore. This is something that has to do with love. So, where you're ready to do everything for one another.
what I experience in relation to women as love is something that actually is valid on a general uh, global level. This love should be everywhere. For me, love to my partner, Sabine, is a model case for the love between the genders in general. And this love also animates me to love other women. So on this level, on the level of this love, love is omnipresent. And when there are many other women, there are many other possibilities to share love. In Switzerland, in Basel, there's a uh, wise woman Claire Nigel is her name. And she said, love is like a ball of fire. If you receive it, pass it on uh, quickly so that you, that you stay clear, that you don't burn yourself. And of course, this is, this is, uh, this is something that she sent in reference to like this kind of fast love but still there is something true in it. What is important is that our project of free sexuality is not directed against partnership, but to the very contrary. This um, is the basis on which partnership may become possible. And I think we are on a very good path. Thank you so much, uh, uh, each one of you for this beautiful time together and uh, we'll be coming to Tamara. <laughs> Great, Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> big hug to all of you. Yeah, I will uh, give uh, them a big hug. Okay, thank you. Thank you.